Hi, I'm Megan Rossellino, and I want to thank you so much for joining me today at Generations at the Table. I'm really honored for this chance to get to speak into your heart. Maybe you're driving, maybe you're doing dishes, maybe you're just at home. I don't know where you are, but thank you for letting me be a part of your day and being a part of your faith journey. Today, I want to talk to you about living a story you did not expect. I, I read something recently that was talking about when you find yourself in unexpected situations and unexpected circumstances and kind of how those twists in life, those good ones, those bad ones, sometimes find you in an unexpected way. You know, I, um, I, I can tell you that in a good way, I never thought we would have like a big family. <laughs> I just didn't. We talked about not having kids. We talked about having one kid. And then here we are with three. So that's an amazing twist and turn in my life. I, it's a story I didn't expect. I didn't anticipate the chaos and the noise and the toys everywhere and the constant need for groceries, the constant joy, the constant love. I didn't expect the life fulfillment that these babies bring. That was a good one. But there's things that I've walked through that I can honestly say, man, I never saw that coming. And some of those things are bad things and hurtful things. And I think in, an, in a way to like protect ourselves from those moments and feeling caught off guard, I know for me, I try and know. I went through something recently with someone and I told Paul at the end of it, my husband, I said, I'm just really glad to know that's there. But the reason I was glad to know that that was there and that those feelings were there and those emotions were tied to the situation was because it gives me a chance to kind of like prepare my heart and prepare myself for what may come. But it's like a protective mechanism, right? Because it's like a, you don't have to trust as much if you know. It's kind of like you're walking blind. And then when something is revealed to you, you're like, oh, okay. So I've had those moments where I did not see that coming. And I've lived stories I didn't expect, had moments I didn't expect. Things went opposite directions of what I had hoped or planned. I was trying to think of a story to share with you guys. And some of them are just like so personal or involve other people. And I didn't want to, I don't want to do that. But then I thought about our first child's birth story, Arabella. Um, for those of you who have had babies, Arabella came at basically 42 weeks. And that's a really long pregnancy. I was basically 40 weeks pregnant, and, and we just kept praying that she was going to come. And I had gone through a book called, I think it was called Supernatural Childbirth. I don't know if you've ever heard of it or read it. I read it. It's a great book. I recommend it. Um, I prayed it. I still prayed it over babies afterwards, even though I didn't experience a supernatural childbirth. And basically, it talks about preparing yourself to kind of have a spiritual experience and the pain situation managed and all of these things. So I went in like, this is going to happen to me. And about 41 weeks, they're saying, you know, you you basically are showing no signs of being ready for this baby. They're doing all the checks. Baby's very comfortable. She's doing great. <laughs> and so we start walking and we really start praying and we really start laying into it. And we're breaking out the word and we're breaking out the scripture. And, you know, long story short, not a lot happens. I end up kind of going into very, very like early labor at 41 weeks and five days. And I go to the hospital and they kind of try and help expedite things along, which doesn't really happen. So everything just kind of starts seeming to be falling apart with my birth plan. Like I was the one, you know, I never had a kid before. So I was like, I'm going to do this natural. I'm going to do this without any, you know, that was, and to all you moms who've done that, amazing. I'm so happy for you and you are inspiring. But I basically got to the point where I just didn't feel like I could manage anymore. Um, we were about 24 hours in and, you know, basically we started with epidurals and, and all the stuff. Okay. So the story doesn't matter, but 
I laid in that bed and they anointed me with oil and they prayed over me and we had people call in and pray and they and and we did everything we knew how to do to speak to my body to cooperate and it just wouldn't. I got stuck at a nine and a half for I don't even know how many hours now. It's all such a blur. Basically, they came in and said, you know, at this point, your water has been broken for over 24 hours and, and all the fear stuff. And, you know, I don't know where your opinions are and all of that. I know there's a lot of natural moms and mindsets out there, but I was afraid and I was 30 something hours into labor at this point, And it just was like, we're going to go for a C-section. And everybody around me, family included, my husband wanted that option. So we go into the operating table and 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 I we had a really happy ending. We have a, an amazing, beautiful daughter. But I felt so failed by my faith. And I felt so failed by my body and I felt so failed by everything because I just knew if we proclaimed the word and said these things over me and, and, and Arabella that it had to manifest. And I just couldn't reconcile with it. And I know this is, sounds probably like a sob story to those of you who've, <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's not that big of a deal, right? You ended up and walked away healthy and with a healthy baby. And, and it's true, but it so challenged my faith because I just felt like it wasn't supposed to go like this. I felt like I had done everything that the Lord had asked, and yet my prayers weren't answered and, you know, ended up with a C-section and all these things. And, and I still, in full transparency, do not completely understand why that happened, but it did. But that doesn't mean that God is not on the throne. And that doesn't mean that God is not faithful. But I found myself saying, I never saw that coming. I really thought if I did XYZ, that XYZ was going to manifest. But it didn't. And I don't have the answers. I've been through a couple situations like that where I really thought if we did XYZ, it was going to manifest and it didn't. And what the Lord dealt with me on is that I had to learn to surrender to him as Lord, which meant I had to give up my right to understand and trust him. I still don't understand some of these situations, but I'm not bitter and I'm not resentful. And I've forgiven myself for those feelings because he is Lord and I am not. And I think we have to get to that point where sometimes when we're living a story, we don't expect we just give up our right to understand and we trust him that maybe someday we will, maybe someday we won't, but that it was for our good and that we were shaped and that character was brought forth and that who we became at the end of our life was more important than all the journey and all the steps that got us there and any accomplishments we've made. It's who we are. I think that tremendous loss or disappointments threatens to shipwreck our faith. And man, I have been there. I have been there with situations where we've buried people we've loved and I've never been able to reconcile or understand what happened. But his word is true. His love is true. We have to return to him in those moments. We we have to. We have nothing but to fall back on that he is Lord and we are not. He is faithful. He is a God of love. And there's such danger in allowing your feelings to lead you versus the biblical principles. Because our feelings can lie to us. And our feelings are just our perspective. They're not necessarily the truth. It may be how we feel and how we perceive. You know, Rabbi says our perception becomes our reality. And that is that is 100% true. But it doesn't mean that that's the truth. It's just how we perceive the world, our opinion. So when we, we have to learn to embrace life's unexpected turns and to live those stories that we did not expect with grace. In Romans 
828, the Passion Translation says it this way. It says, so we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives. For we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his designed purpose. His designed purpose. You know, in the last podcast we recorded, we talked about what's our purpose. Well, is not our purpose to live in his design? Is not our purpose to live in what he created? And sometimes that path takes unexpected twists and turns, but God is still faithful. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 encourages us to say, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. In all your ways, submit to him. I have a practice, and I know some some of our friends do, of getting a word for the year. And it's a word that I really lean into and lay on. And I actually have started writing it with um, eyeliner on my mirror. And some of the words have been great words. Some of the words have been scary words. But for one year, the world, the my word was yield. And I was like, okay, all right, I, I can do that. I can, you know, all right. But that meant surrender and not being in control. And oh, that whole year, the Lord just like shook me and and was like, you're going to yield, you're going to yield, you're going to yield. And I'm going to give you things you don't even know you want, but yield. And man, there is so much surrender when we just say, I want your plan for my life. One of the years, my word was shift. And I thought in my mind that that was just going to be like, you know, a gentle little shift. Like, okay, that was going to be a move. And that year, I felt like everything turned on its head over and over again. Um, last year, my word was dislodge. And for those of you who know what our year was like last year, gosh, we got dislodged from some things. I mean, it was crazy. And and I, I remember getting the word. I remember where I was. I was walking down the hall into our bedroom and I felt like the Lord said, this next year, your word is dislodge. And I was like, mm, <laughs> that's not the best word. I don't think I really like that word. Can I get a better word? You know, something a little bit more attractive. It just, it was just seemed so, ugh. And I, I saw immediately in my mind, um, our kids have that game, the don't break the ice, where you put the penguin in the center and you have to like, the goal is to push, push the ice pieces through without causing the penguin to fall through. And whoever causes the penguin to fall through loses. And in our house, that results in tremendous drama because we don't like, none of us like to lose. And <laughs> we pout and have a major fit. But I saw in my head, the ice just pop out with like the little purple hammer. And I felt like the Lord said, this is what I want to do with you and unstuck without basically undoing all that's around you. I'm just going to cause you to be unstuck. I had no idea what I was getting into. I had no idea what that meant, but the Lord unstuck us in some of the most amazing and incredible ways. And it wasn't incredibly fun or attractive, but it was 100% worth it. And I just laid into that word. I've had that word written on our mirror up until recently. I finally had to scrub, scrub, scrub it off. And I put in our word for this year or my word for this year, which I'm not going to share yet because I, I I'm not going to do that yet, but we're going to see how it goes. And it's a good word this year. Thank you, Jesus. It is not dislodged. In James 1, 2 through 4, it says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. The Passion Translation says it this way. It says, For you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up power within you to endure all things. And then as your endurance grows even stronger, it will release perfection into every part of your being until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. 
That is shalom, nothing missing, nothing broken. That is shalom, which means peace. And you know, peace is not the absence of conflict. It is peace in the midst of whatever is happening around you. There was an image, I don't remember the whole story about it, but it was basically an image of what shalom is. And it showed a picture of a bird, some kind of seabird sitting on a rock in at peace in the midst of a tumultuous sea around it where the winds were blowing and the waters raged, but the bird stood firm. And this is peace because that's what that means, friends. It's like we are at peace regardless of our circumstances, regardless of life's unexpected twists and turns, regardless of the story we did not expect. I'm going to encourage you with this today. If you are in the midst of unexpected, and I think in some ways we always find ourselves somewhere unexpected, that we have to learn to trust God. And we have to trust him during challenges and unforeseen circumstances, because this is really when our faith can be tested and strengthened and refined. I can look back at these stories that that I've gone through the hard times, just like you can, and say, I see where you shaped me. I see where this was a crucible. But you know what? At the end of life, we want to be molded into who he's created us to be. And I think there's a lot of molding that happens in challenging times. And I absolutely believe the Lord wants us to walk in joy and love and abundance. And that is a reflection of his heart towards us. But it's in those times of pressure where those rough edges are really, you know, cut off and we become to look more like him. We can't get through life without unexpected twists and turns. We can't get through life without things that we did not expect and challenges. That's just the nature of it. We could look at Joseph and and Esther and the Apostle Paul. They were forced to trust God in the pit and in Egypt. Esther was forced to trust God in preparation time and in her time in the palace. For, For the Apostle Paul, Do you know that he spent, they say he spent probably over five years under arrest, and yet he is credited with 13 books of the New Testament, which is roughly 24% of the New Testament. This prison, this time, you know he sat there and said, hey, I didn't expect this. This is not really what I signed up for. This is a turn. This is not what I anticipated. And yet from that, our lives have been changed. Our hearts have been transformed. From his molding and his sacrifice, the writings have changed the world in generation upon generation. So although unexpected, what fruit came from that time? We have to develop practical ways to maintain our faith, our hope, and walk in our true identity during times of uncertainty. So that's why when we pray into our purpose, like we discussed on the last podcast, it's so crucial because you have to remain centered with who you are called to be and what the word says about you, regardless of your circumstances, regardless of what you're experiencing or feeling. You have to be diligent about what you set your heart on and what you feast upon. And and you have to watch your company. I think that comes down so much even to like social media. I don't know, about a year ago, maybe two years ago, some reason my social media feed on Instagram just started getting full of stories of people with sick children like really sick children. And it just started putting this fear and this anxiety in me. I just felt like I couldn't get on without seeing something horrible happening to someone. And I literally got off social media for a while because I just knew that it was putting something inside of me and instilling fear that my mind was beginning to feed upon. And I needed to retrofit that and feed on what the word says and the promises of the word. So 
I'm not saying that social is bad or that you can't look at it, but if it is constantly feeding you something that causes you anxiety, causes you um, dissatisfaction, causes you fear or anger, you know, you got to curb that. You are responsible for what goes into your heart and your mind, and that is what ends up coming out in your worship, in your in your mouth. You know, what you worship, we all say that we worship the Lord, our God, and we do, but what we worship is also where we put our, in, our attention and our focus on what we value most. And so we have to allow the Lord and the love of the Lord to shape our hearts to what we truly worship, that we worship Him. And that that isn't just lip service, but actually what our actions say and what our what our heart is aligned with. That's a discipline, not just a confession. When we go through unexpected life events, although painful, although they can challenge us, they lead us to a place of personal growth. They develop our faith and they become a testimony to others. I hope that my personal testimony today was a blessing to you. I hope that it builds your faith that God sees you and that you can trust him as Lord even when you can't understand. Was it what I wanted to walk through? Was it expected? No. <laughs> did it shipwreck my faith for a little bit? I feel like it did. I was in this really weird gray space of I don't understand you. Then I learned to trust in the midst and learning to know him as Lord and giving up my right to understand is more important than getting the birth story I wanted. The lesson I learned and who I became from walking through that and giving up my right to understand was more important. We have to discipline ourselves to look for those lessons in the midst, though. You, I could have just walked away and said, well, that didn't go as planned. But I just there was something gnawing, like, what do you have for me? What is the lesson in this moment? You have to discipline yourself to look for the lessons and find those opportunities in the midst of our own unexpected life stories. If you look at the war in Israel, you know, that's a, cur- a current event that's currently that's going on right now. Um, it, it's a nation that's being forced to trust God to protect and deliver in the midst of a very evil attempt against them and in the midst of un, you know popular opinion, world opinion, worldviews, everyone criticizing them. They are being forced to live in maybe something this generation did not expect, even though the generations before knew. And they're having to find their truth in the Lord in the midst of that and who God has called them to be. They are being forced to trust God to protect and deliver. And although that is not what they wanted, and although that's not what they sought, that is their reality. And he is doing that. He is showing that he is faithful. So I want to close with this today. If you are living in a unexpected place, I have three reminders for you. Number one, remember that this is just a season and that your feelings are momentary and you may not feel this way when you look back. It, this moment can either shape you more into his image, more into his likeness. You can be an image bearer of Christ or you can choose bitterness, disappointment, self-pity, narcissism. Don't choose that route. The choice is yours. Stay in the habit. Number two, I want you to stay in the habit of praying into your purpose. This means your prayers are not swayed. This is not a pity party prayer, a begging God prayer. This is a decree of who you were called to be. Stay in that place regardless of how you feel. Discipline your heart. Discipline your mind. And ask the Lord what he has for you to learn from this moment and posture your heart in a place of listening. Remember that praying isn't begging God. Praying is talking to God and a conversation has listening moments. So steady your heart. 
to listen, to absorb what he has, and then write it down and stand on it. Date it so that you can go back to it and it can encourage your heart. When I think back of my experiences that were unexpected, I'm reminded that I can trust God's plan for my life, even when things don't go as expected. I can trust him as Lord. I can trust him when I yield. I can trust him when I shift. I can trust him when he chooses to dislodge me from a situation, from uh, from circumstances. I can trust that he sees the future, even though I don't. So today, I want to I want to encourage you to stay in the word above all else when your life expectations don't go quite as planned. One of the tools I love is the Dwell app. It's a word app and it it just like reads to you the word and you can bathe in the word. You can renew your mind in the word. I have a link for you today. It's kurtlandry.com forward slash Jen Dwell. Again, that's kurtlandry.com forward slash Jen Dwell. And I want to encourage you to check that app out. I have been going through the version that is the chronological version of the Bible, listening to it in one year. I've read through the Bible a couple times over a year, but this year I just wanted to listen on top of my other study. And doing it in chronological order was pretty, it's already pretty amazing because you just forget how things, it, so many times when I'm reading, I like, oh, it went from Genesis to Revelation. That's not exactly what happened. So it gives you a fresh perspective. But more than that, it bathes my heart in the Word and who the Word says that I am what the word says about my circumstances. And guess what? My situation, what I'm walking through right now is not unexpected to our father. He knows. Can I pray for you today? Lord, I ask for all who are listening, for all the heart, for the broken ones in those unexpected places, for the questioning ones, for the ones you are asking to yield and to shift and they are feeling scared and they are feeling afraid. I ask that you would cover them and that they would begin to trust you as Lord and as Savior, and that they would know that you have their best interests at heart, that you are positioning them, that you are aligning them, and that you are inviting them to walk in covenant restoration, covenant blessing, covenant relationship with you. In Jesus' name. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope that you will join me again next week. I have loved being a part of your journey. I hope that you walk away feeling loved, encouraged, and seen.